Hi guys, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Homebrewed Evil. <laughs> um, this week we're back with another local case. Um, we're talking about the Mount Vernon murders, but actually, in all honesty, in all reality, we're just talking about three idiots today. Okay, three idiots. Without further ado, let's get into it. So, uh, because there's three of them, it's going to get a bit confusing, but just bear with me and I'll try to make it as clear as possible. So, we have Ong Chin Hock, we have Yo Chin Bun, and we have Ong Hui Guan. Now, let's start with Ong Chin Hock. Now, he went to Tu Li Primary School. He left school at Primary 3 and he worked odd jobs, um, hawker assistant and construction worker. And then he eventually went to NS at the age of 18. Next up, we have Yo Chin Bun. Now, he was expelled from secondary school. Yeah, he made it all the way to Sec 3. What a shocker. Um, so, okay, I'm annoyed because you'll get, you'll understand later, okay? It's not because I'm just angry at them <laughs> for no reason um so he um got expelled out of school um from sec 3 because he got into a fight um and then later he worked as stock handler for three months and then he got sacked again for fighting and then he worked as a fitter and a wireman before ns um when he turned 18 so in ns he was in the police force with the police reserve unit um one base and next we talk about Ong Kui Guan. Ong Hui Guan. Yeah, he kept failing PSLE over and over and over again until finally he gave up and decided to drop out. And then he worked at odd jobs and as a painter and he joined a secret society and did petty crimes with them. Eventually he got caught um for theft and he was jailed for two years and on and off like after and even before he was being jailed he was on constant watch by the police because of his um, connection to the secret society and then eventually after he got released from jail he was um, put in rehab detained he was detained in rehab because um, he was caught smoking heroin so the three of them, best friends, childhood buddies, okay, like they went to the same primary school. They were just like super close, childhood best friends, um, yeah. And now we come to the day of 1978, 21st April, where... The three of them were just hanging out. They were just chilling, vibing at um, a Geelang Baru playground. And they were talking about how hard, how expensive, how difficult life is. And they were all just, you know, talking about, oh man, like, if only we had money. Every week is like trying to find more money. Like, uh, bruh, I relate, but I wouldn't do what you did, okay? I would not. And so... Um, Ong Hui Guan proposed to rob someone for money. He was like, you know what? It would be so easy if we just robbed someone and we got all of the money. And then they were like, rob? What do you mean rob? Like, you go around robbing people, they're just gonna beat you up and they're gonna laugh at you and then you're just gonna like get beaten up and laughed at. So like, what do you mean rob? And then, you know, Hui Guan was like, they wouldn't laugh at me if I had a gun. Ooh, then everyone was silent and they were like, 
You know why? That's true. If we had a weapon, no one would be laughing at us. And so, you know, at this point, Yo Chin Boon was like, you know what, you guys? I was a sentry um in the uh, police reserve unit during my NS days, and um. Usually at night, the sentries guarding the entire camp alone outside at the guard house, and so we can go and steal his service revolver. And you know, we are just three of us dealing with one man, so we have the better odds of getting away with it. But then now comes the question of how are they going to do it without getting anyone's attention, right? And so they met up the next day and they further on discussed like, hey, maybe we should go in our NS um police uniform so that we won't get caught. And it's like we are just one of them, you know, just going in for duty. And then another guy was like, no, I think they might actually get more attention. Like, why is he coming at this time? You know, and so they decided against it, and they were just going to wing it. So on twenty fourth of April at nine p.m., they met up, and then they immediately decided that you know what, we need weapons, you guys. And so they pawned um, Ong Chin Hock's watch, and they got cash to buy two vegetable knives, two kitchen knives. And then this was suggested by Hui Guan. He was like, you know what, you guys, I think we need weapons. Um, <clears throat> and then they went home and they packed a bag filled with orange nylon ropes, an ice pick, and a pair of gloves, and the two vegetable knives that they bought. And then at eleven forty-five, they met up and had their final meal before the heist or whatever. And while eating, um, Yo Chin Boon was like, "You know what, you guys? I have a genius idea. So all we need is a taxi. And so one of us drives the taxi. One of us, um, which is Yo Chin Boon, um, will pretend like he's going up for the sentry to ask for help. Like, hey, there's a drunk guy. Um, I need you to help me get him in. We're going into the camp. You know, he's gonna flash his NS warrant and say like, um, we are here for duty, but this guy is drunk. Can you please help me get him into the camp? And then when the sentry comes to the taxi to get him, they will stuff him in. And they were like, oh yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Let's do it, you guys. Um, but now they had the dilemma of the taxi. Like, where were they gonna get a taxi? Like, they had to steal the taxi from a taxi driver, right? And then at this point is when Hui Guan was like, you know what? This is like too risky. We're gonna get caught by the taxi driver. He's gonna identify us stealing the taxi, and then we're gonna get identified by the sentry for stealing the revolver. And then Yo Chin Bun was like. Let's kill them then. Let's freaking kill them then. And so the two of them didn't disagree. They were like, hmm. you know, they weren't like hell yeah, but they also weren't like, no, that's crazy. Stop it. Let's not do this. So they didn't really make any comments on it. Yep. Ah. Uh, so. At around one thirty a.m., they all went to change and they all got ready and they started. Um, they met up and they were going to flag for a taxi when an innocent um, taxi driver, Chu Ting Hin, who was sixty years old, saw them flagging, stopped for them, got them in. Now they headed to the police reserve unit at Mount Vernon and. While they were going, he, they just asked the taxi driver to stop 
um, in front near a secluded and dark stretch of road and this is how it goes right the taxi driver's name is Chu. now he's sitting at the driver's seat and beside him is Chin as in Yo Chin Bun and then behind the taxi driver is Ong Hui Guan and beside Ong Hui Guan is Ong Chin Hok and so behind sitting right behind the taxi driver he grabs the taxi driver by the chest holds the restrains him and then beside the taxi driver the guy starts um tying him up with a nylon orange rope and then stuffed his mouth with cloth and then they brought him out the taxi driver and pushed him into the drain and just stabbed him in the neck with an ice pick and they left for the taxi to drive off but then they spotted like in the rear view mirror that the taxi driver was trying to climb out of the drain and so they got down and they went back to the taxi driver stabbed him a couple more times in the chest and in the neck with the ice pick and then went back to the taxi and then again just as they were about to drive off they spotted him trying to move and so they went back down and they went back to stab him fatally this time and so mr chu passed away right there and then and then they got into the taxi and they drove off to the pru the police reserve unit at mount vernon and so as planned they drove all the way to the sentry's guard post and then um the man the boy okay he was just 18 years old his name is lee kim lai and he was on sentry duty for the first time he was given a service revolver and it had it was a 0.38 webley and scott and it had 10 rounds of ammunition and five of it was already loaded and chin bun um, alighted the taxi and flashed his NS warrant to Lee Kim Lai and said like hey um, the both of us we are from the PRU base and but my partner Hui um, Kwan he's super drunk can you please help me get him off the taxi I will bring him in you know and so Lee Kim Lai was like yeah man sure whatever like let me go and help you right at it and so he left his post and he went in um to the back of the taxi to go and grab ong hui guan but then ong hui guan got up and pulled the sentry in and from outside chin Boon was pushing the sentry in they were real sleek and smart they thought this was gonna work right wrong okay because while all of this was happening someone was watching the entire thing because in the pru there's actually residential quarters where the police officers and their families stay and so osman marikan is a senior um, police officer he and his wife heather marikan they live right in the residential quarters which has direct vision they can see everything that's happening at the sentry guard post so heather marikan was with a friend in the in the in the residential um, quarters um, they were both waiting for their husbands who were both senior police officers to return back and so she heard the sound of a vehicle and Heather Marikan thought that maybe it's a husband so she went out to the balcony and started peeping out to see you know the guard post to see the outside and she literally saw 
everything. She saw the entire thing and she even yelled out at them, which startled Ong Chin Boon. He was completely stunned that someone saw the entire thing. So she was yelling at them like, hey, stop it, don't do that. And then once they got Lee Kim Lai, the sentry inside, they immediately um, got in the taxi and reversed and got the hell out of there. Just as they were driving out, guess who was driving in? Osman Marikan and his fellow senior officer, police officer. Okay, they were driving in and immediately the wife was, you know, screaming at them. The sentry got kidnapped in the yellow taxi. The sentry got kidnapped in the yellow taxi. And so immediately, Osman alerted all the police. He ran to the guardhouse. He alerted them. And the entire police was now informed that the sentry was kidnapped in a yellow taxi. And officers were dispatched everywhere to go and immediately find the yellow taxi and the sentry. And so at this point is where they are driving to hide the plastic bag, the equipment and everything, right? So they split up. I think one of them went back home and the two of them were going to dispose of the stuff. And so they were in the yellow taxi and they parked. And just when they were parking, a on-off-duty detective, Sue, spotted them. And he had this gut feeling, like this police intuition, I guess, that something was fishy because they were going into like an abandoned area with a plastic bag and they both looked like really bloodied up and so he followed them in and he saw them trying to hide the plastic bag and so he yelled stop what you're doing it's the police and the two of them got up literally saw the police like a deer under headlights a deer in headlights you know just like frozen and so they immediately bolted running and this is where detectives you knew yeah definitely something isn't right and he chased them and caught one of them and brought him in to the police station for questioning so on the other hand the police officers were being alerted to look out for a yellow taxi and they managed to find it abandoned at the side of the road and they approached it and fair enough i mean they found lee kim lies um dead body inside and they decided to call it in gather every evidence that they could from this and that is when they found out that another detective who completely had no idea of the kidnapping and whatsoever um, arrested one of them so now comes the questioning and trying to find the two other culprits so obviously the one under custody cracked and he gave up the identity of one other person and they went and arrested him immediately and also they found the service revolver with all of the bullets in his house so right now investigations were just ongoing at its full force and they were trying to figure out what happened and why it happened and this is when Ong Chin Hong he came forth and he surrendered to the police to everything that he did um 
to the robbery, not to the murders. No one, um, they were all pushing around, okay? So, let's just get to it. So, trial began and they showed no remorse whatsoever. They were all just smiling around and when they were being questioned, um, they were all pushing the blame around saying like, I didn't see it, I didn't know what happened, I was in the taxi, um, I didn't have the revolver with me. Like, they were just saying like, Oh yeah, we planned to rob and we wanted to rob a service revolver and that's about it. Um, but they were just pushing the blame around. But eventually, um, you know, um, they were all found guilty and they were all um, punished to death by hanging. Now, this is the stupid and infuriating part, okay? So, when the lawyer asked them, like, why do you want to steal the service revolver so badly? Like, what are you going to get out of it? They were saying that, oh, we wanted to steal it so that we can rob people and we can get money and, you know, have happy lives, you know, not worrying about our finances anymore. And so, the lawyer said, okay, tell me exactly your plan. And their plan was to rob an illegal bookmaker and get about 500 to a thousand dollars that's it two innocent lives were lost for 500 to a thousand dollars which is why this case is so infuriating because it's such it just doesn't make sense like who does risk analysis this poorly like is it worth it like is murdering two lives worth the amount of money and firstly like I don't know, you guys. This is, like, the stupidest plan I've ever heard of. Like, it's not even, um, it's not even, like, borderline, like, uh, okay, maybe, you know, you can get away with it. Uh, okay, maybe it's a okay plan. Like, no, this is just the worst plan ever. So, yeah, that's about it, you guys. That's it for this case. Let me know down in the comments if you are freaking angry about how stupid and idiotic the three people are and how two people two innocent lives were lost for nothing Ugh. but a lot of people helped um with the efficiency of this case i guess like heather marikan you know she was there at the right time at the right place and she was very alert and she informed her husband everything and he acted on it really fast so um you know uh, and also to detective Sue, he could have just been like, nah, I'm tired, uh, it's not probably nothing. Instead of brushing it off, he was like, no man, my gut feeling tells me something is wrong. I have to follow through and make sure that everything's okay. So he also really helped with the efficiency of solving the pr case and f giving the damn murderers a proper punishment um, super fast, I guess. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to the taxi driver, Mr. Chu, and rest in peace to Lee Kim Lai, um, the NS man, 18-year-old NS man. Um, yeah, I hope their families and friends were fine um, getting through with the loss. And yeah, that's it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're here on our YouTube, please subscribe. Um, like the video it will really help us a lot also comment share and if you're listening on spotify then do press that follow button and also all of you collectively please follow us on facebook we are homebrewed evil um yeah that's it you guys thank you so much for being here with me week after week um and listening to me discover crazy cases in the country i live in <laughs> uh yeah 
I'll see you guys next week with another case. Bye!